I think that's that's like really important to note as well when you're looking at the heart specifically and not just like the broad sense of the heart like when you're talking about anxiety or stuff like that or when you're looking about mania it's like rather than just look at the broad sense of the heart like look deeper into the heart as well deeper into the heart that sounds so meaningful <laughs> Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brennan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Tim. Hey, yo. And Nick. Hey, guys. How are we doing? <laughs> really Unfortunately, Nick isn't with us. Uh, was it all right? Was it yeah, all right? Good. <laughs> uh, I just remember what he says. I don't actually fully remember how he sounds. So, <laughs> unfortunately, Nick actually isn't with us this episode. But we will carry on today. Uh, we are continuing our introduction series. Uh, we're up to part seven. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, make sure to tune into the other episodes and you know give give them a, a listen because they're actually pretty useful. Um, if you're pretty new to the introductory series, what this series is, is basically we're going back to basics, going back to our year one knowledge where we talk about um, organs and uh, basically vital theories that we need to know in order to understand these organs too, um, and breaking them down to the very basics just so that people can really uh, either, if you're a veteran, you can kind of own in your knowledge, um, and we can also own in our knowledge ourselves. And for newcomers to Chinese medicine to get a kind of like a little feel of, um, of our field. So um, before we go into talking about our organ for today, um, it is important to understand that the Chinese medicine perspective of organs does differ to the typical science-based Western medicine perspective. Organs are seen for um, more than they're just their physiological function and structure in their field, our field, sorry. They all possess a Chinese medicine function, which sometimes are in line with the Western medicine function, but sometimes aren't, which can be a little bit confusing to wrap your head around if your understanding of the body is Western medicine based. Um, and on top of that, all organs usually have a pairing organ, pairing organ, not a pairing or organ, pairing organ where one represents the yin and one represents the yang. Sorry, it's it's early in the morning, man. My mouth is not working. I haven't had my tea. Anyway. It's, it's, it's 10.30 for context of the time. Doesn't that sound like Nick? Nick would say, it's 10.30 right now, guys. Yeah, but it's like nah, 10 p.m. somewhere else. Like, it's it's early morning somewhere else, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah but we're not there, all right? <laughs> Nah, I gotta I gotta do my Doremifaso before every podcast so that I can actually have a warmed up mouth so I don't say like um the 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 all syntestine instead. <laughs> the small heart. <laughs> the small heart. <laughs> Today's organs, we're talking about the heart and the small intestine. Um What's really important about the heart and small intestines, the heart obviously is important for circulation of the blood. Um, but in the Chinese medicine perspective, it also, in addition to the circulation of blood, it also houses the spirit and emotions. Um, spirit is a little bit of a foreign word, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the small intestine uh, has 
a pretty straightforward function of uh, serving as a secondary digestion um, function, and we'll also go into a little bit more detail later. Um, in this pairing, heart is the yin, and small intestine is the yang. Um, and it's also important to cover because it is an organ that's often talked about when we talk about things like emotions and uh, a lot of mental health related stuff. Um, however, before we wanted, uh, before we jump into it, can we give a really quick rundown of the Western medicine side of, of things on the heart and small intestine and that? Yeah, pretty much. So heart... Oh, you're up. Yeah. Uh, my, okay, all right. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty like in terms of the Western med for heart. To put it simply, the heart mostly does like just pumping like oxygenated blood and deoxygenated blood to the lungs and oxygenated blood around the body. Pretty much all it does. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. it just gives blood everywhere <laughs> that needs to go to where blood needs to go. That's it. Yeah, it's a big muscle. It's the big muscle that's always pumping. Some say it's the biggest muscle. Nope, that's not true. That's so not true. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. A, a, a medicine podcast we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for the small intestine, it the small intestine is actually, I feel like, a lot more interesting, where it does a lot of the absorption of food and nutrients from the stomach. So, like, stomach just breaks everything down with the acid, and then when your body needs the processing of nutrients, it goes through, once it goes through the small intestine, it does a lot of absorption of food and nutrients there for your body. That's about it. Nice and simple. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, can we please also give a rundown of the whole, um, the five elements thang thang of the heart and the small intestine, like the elements in that? Like the Chinese med side? have something prepared, yeah? Yes, though, the Chinese med side. So the heart and small intestines are associated with the fire element. And so they have the warming and descent and ascending actions. The heart is associated with the tongue for speaking and the taste or the flavor is bitter. Um, It's associated with the emotion of overjoy and it's associated with the season of summer and it's also associated with our vessels, which makes sense when we think of like blood vessels. Very similar Beautiful. to like the Western Beautiful. medicine sort of side of it. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's really cool that um, linking back to our five elements uh, episode, where we talk about how the the relationship between um, water and fire, and I think that's something, something I personally and also a lot of other people can. immediately relate where water controls fire and that's why we get um, a lot of uh, relationship between the kidney and the heart kidney being water and the heart being fire where the kidney usually kind of supports it from sorry sorry keeps it kind of mellowed out so stopping from the heart from like you know overacting or firing up or anything like that Um, which is really cool Uh, and linking back and getting that train of thought to link back to the five elements when it comes to looking at the organs and all that. Um, so now that the, the, the basic information's out of the way, let's dive a little bit deeper into the heart right now. So we mentioned talking about uh, it stores the spirit, or in Chinese medicine it's called storing the shen. Um, what's your guys' understanding of spirit or shen? Um, I feel like that you guys kind of delved into it when you were doing your uh, do with us 
series, possibly. Um, did you actually? Actually, no, no, did you? I'd rather ask that. Did you go into spirit at all? Yeah, for sure. It was a big part of um, one of the books that we read. Um, and we talk about, I guess, the individual, I think we talk about it, the individual spirits for each organ, did we, Tom? It was a little bit A little bit, ago. a little bit. I feel like it... Yeah. it was, oh, yeah, it was like a, a bit, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't... I mean, the whole book has a lot more in it, but the thing that I think we found most interesting, because we didn't cover it as much in our course, was the spirit side of each organ and how it helps, and it pertains to you physically or, like, in the real world. Yeah. So I, in the I, real world, yeah, um, I just like how you it manifests itself out from just being psychological or spiritual. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like so, it, when the heart stores the shen, um, in in relation because like I I didn't I learned absolutely nothing of um, of uh, the different types of spirit and uh, each organ spirit and that. Um, what does that what does the heart play? in terms of the theories that you read. So, oh, sorry, you go, Charlie. No, I was going to say, I think we need to define here or mention that there is the spirit, which is the, like, whole spirit that's made up of the five different organ spirits. So it's the same word, Shen, which is confusing for, like, the big spirit and the heart spirit. Like, it's the same word. Um, but they are different things. And I guess in this episode, we are talking specifically about the heart, Shen. So to, to, to use an analogy that probably hopefully will um, help with what Charlene was saying is like, you know how each time we're talking about like how an organ has a specific spiritual soul aspect Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I was looking for, like, affirmation. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, the lung is the pole, and the spleen was the yi. Yes. And I think those are the two organs that we've gone through so yeah. far. Yeah, So, So the heart has two functions when it comes to the spirit or the soul, which is it, it has its own individual function as the heart, and it also houses all the spirits in the house. So it's sort of like... Um, like Luigi's Mansion or like Casper, where where you have your own little ghosts running around and doing their own stuff as part of the spirit, but the heart is also the house of all the spirits and where they all go to reside. If that makes sense, like the yeah, also like the kick, like the lounge room kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> so the lounge room, like the entire the house. entire house, exactly. It's so the like, entire house. So the lounge room is probably where like the lung sits and stuff. Like the basement's probably where the kidney sits and stuff. But like <laughs> they all have their own rooms. <laughs> but the mansion itself is the heart. That gives a whole another layer to housing the shed. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, literally house. I mean, I mean that. Yeah, literally housing the shed. But like also understanding wise, and on a more, on a, sorry, on a less casual note. Like housing the shen, it literally serves as to hold the shen, exactly. and I think that's what's really important. When when the heart is weak, the house is weak, 
So then, you know, the living conditions of the actual individual spirits are going to be a little bit disturbed. Um, and that's where I guess you can get, a, there's a lot of people that, um, sorry, there's a, there's a lot of talk of um, loss of spirit. When you, when you encounter a patient that has, uh, you know, they're, they're not spiritless because it kind of means they're dead, but more like um, they're, they're kind of like drawn in and you, you don't feel or see a lot of spirit from them. Um, from a weak heart. So is that the, the I don't I don't want to go into a specific, but is it like the heart, the, the, sorry, the spirit leaving them or is it like the, the, the heart is weak so it can't hold the spirit? I think it's more that the heart is weak and the heart spirit is weak. So what the book, um, the web that has no weaver goes into is that the heart spirit is responsible for our ability to connect with time and space and with other people. And that's like the communication with other people as well. So if it's kind of weak, then we lose that ability to be able to um, connect with the rest of the world properly, if that makes sense. Yeah, it um, definitely makes sense, 100%. So, yeah, in that sense, it's the little heart spirit. So the little heart spirit is responsible for helping the overall, the big heart spirit kind of be all together. <laughs> Does that make oh, sense? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm starting to get a really good... I'm, I'm starting to get a good picture of what you're saying and trying to correlate it to things that we learned in uni. So, just for reference for both myself and the, and the listener, um, what we're taught in uni is that the heart houses the shen or houses the spirit. So, there's that separate function within that. It provides the house. It's like the... It's like the... Uh, what do you call it? The landlord... That also lives in the house, right? And it houses all the all the other spirits. It's like, hey, come through, man! Like, <laughs> yes, back, yes, right? so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what kind of we're taught about uh, in uni, but we never taught specifically about what the heart spirit does. We're not taught. We're not really taught that each individual organ has a spirit. Now, if we're talking the heart spirit specifically. It's being able to connect to other people within the time and space. Is that correct? I don't, that's a really new foreign. Uh, that's a foreign concept to me. So, yeah, right? the ability to kind of connect to what is actually going on in the world and not just be in la la land. That's not a yeah. technical term, but <laughs> no, no, that's a technical term. I've heard that in a, a medical uh, <laughs> a medical <laughs> journal somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> prolification of a. Uh, yeah. So, like, an example <laughs> they used in the book is wearing a bathing suit with a towel around your neck is fine when you're at pools, when you're, like, at the pool or the beach. But let's say that you're in a business gathering, you wouldn't wear a bathing suit <laughs> with a towel around your neck. It's like, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, okay. This guy's either crazy or he's, like, a rich millionaire, but he just don't care at all. <laughs> is that lack of so- heart spirit, heart shit? Yeah, like a weakness, okay. and so the person is like behaving strangely in a like social, like in a social setting. Like it's not the correct or proper way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they they lack a the, a social. Oh, what's it called? Oh, I say this all the time. Yeah, like a social understanding, I guess, or the social. Oh, what's the word? Not quo. Ah. Oh, the word has left me, but 
yeah, well, I'd say that. Yeah, I guess uh, that's not the exact word I'm looking for, but it, I think I think it kind of it kind of hits it. No, 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 no. You did great. You did great. <laughs> 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 what I wanted what I wanted to mention is that from a clinical point of view, um, when we when they talk because they. What I, what I was saying before is that like you know you have the landlord and the the heart provides the house for the other spirits, um, and then the heart spirit itself controls, um, like the its interaction with uh, with people within the time and uh, time and space right or where they are. In uni, we're taught we're taught that kind of as one, um, where. Oh, it's it's going to be really hard to explain. I'm going to try my best to explain this, but we're kind of just taught that, oh, the heart, you know, it controls, it houses the Shen, but also is the Shen. Like, it, it houses your Shen. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that makes that, that makes a little bit Yeah, little I bit understand weird. what you are... Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say because in my notes from uni it talks about like the broad sense of the shin and then the narrow sense of the shin um and then it basically what we were told was that the heart the shin is part of the heart and exactly what you said like it houses the shin but it is the shin and i think this book is really good and if it confuses you do further reading into it because i feel like there's only a level of understanding that they can get to from uni before everyone is like what so <laughs> i think it's good to do further reading if this is a, a topic that interests you and honestly i didn't think it was a topic that interested me but when i got reading i was just like oh wow this is so like opening my mind to what these things actually are yeah, hundred percent. And I think one of the th- this type of theory, when it comes to, I'm sure you guys touched it, t- touched on it with um, your uh, your do with us episode. Um, but I think uh, kind of understand understanding the individual organ spirits does is is one of those things where after uni, you know, you've done all the, the basic the basic learnings. <laughs> I swear that was a train. It was. It's going to come by my place in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, give it time. Give it time. Um, yeah, so uh, the individual spirits of the organs is something that you probably learn after uni. So if you want to deepen your knowledge of spirits or whatever, or Chinese medicine, um, you go into individual organ spirits. And then I think that, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very new to that concept. I haven't read the book. Um, it's really cool. I find it really, really cool, and um, from a, a, I keep, I keep, uh, I, I keep getting distracted. But from a clinical setting, yes, <laughs> the lack of spirit, uh, the la- the lack of spirit, um, was defined as a heart deficiency, or something like that. You know, and I think, oh, you know, this person lacks in spirit, but it's actually the lack in heart specific spirit. Um, because then they can't really interact with you as a person uh, or they can't interact with anyone rather as a person. So they're, they're kind of just like not present and they're not really in that time and space uh, interaction. They're just not. And that, that kind of links back to what we're talking about. I think it could be kind of taken a few ways, the like lack of spirit 
depending on what the patient presents with. So if we go back to the Yi, which was the worrying and over-worrying side, if a patient is presenting with more of those type of symptoms, then you can say that the spirit, overall spirit, is weak or disrupted, but in that sense, the heart spirit might still be fine. They might still be able to have normal interactions, but they just have this over-worrying aspect going on. And like if the heart if the heart spirit is also affected, then as well as the big spirit, then it may be that situation that you were just saying where they can't connect with people. Does yeah. that make sense? So it's kind of like yeah. a f- for clinical for clinical settings, I guess it depends widely on what your patient presents with, which is what we say every episode, which is boring, but yeah. Don't take yeah. the shin literally as the heart because it may refer to the other spirits as well. Yeah. And <laughs> just completely confuse everyone. No, no, I think that's really <laughs> important where it's where you're pointing out the fact that like you can't just like just because the heart of spirits is disturbed, you can't just assume mm. that like it's not just one room specifically that's not functioning properly. So you should look into this when yeah. you're looking into the spirit. Make sure to look into individual rooms as well as the whole house itself. So that way you get the exactly. full picture, rather than just being like, "Yeah, heart is shaking, everyone's crazy," sort of thing. It's like if you have mold in one room, you got to find where the water is coming from. It may be coming from another room. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. If I was. If you got cancer in one department, check every other department as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's not not funny. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, But I uh, nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's metastasized? You know, metastasized. (laughs) Metastasized. Metastasized. (laughs) We're, 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 we're all doctors, we shouldn't be laughing about this. No, <laughs> no. you're right, sorry. If we're laughing at the English, the English lingo. Yeah, we're, the, the Latin derivative. <laughs> now, what I was thinking about saying before, uh, what I was thinking about saying is before is that um, almost utilizing the spirit aspect into your pathogenesis. So, like, I, I guess that's what you guys were saying. It's like, um, it could it could be a problem with the the spirit or it could be a problem with the house. We don't know. Um, or the integrity of the house, whether it's uh, the house is absolutely, the energy in the house is like super hectic, antiseptic. Bless you, by the way. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like everything is, a, you got to kind of see where it's coming from. Um, and that's a part of the pathogenesis that's, really cool to think about if you want to take it to another your kind of understanding to another level is really look into the spirit stuff yeah talk, talking about cool i just want to mention one thing that i remember in uni which was uh do you know when like you're hurt emotionally like you're rejected or someone turned you down it's like what really yeah. got to me that like i don't know if this is like a western med thing but it's like how come your heart hurt and not your brain hurt hmm? it's because your heart holds your, all your emotions. You know what I mean. Mm, mm. So you made that when you first like introduced into the emotion side of the heart. You kind of 
you made that instant connection. It's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Exactly. That kind yeah. of thing. It's just like, it's not all just brain chemicals. It probably is just brain chemicals in your brain, but that that was like the connection from Western med to Chinese med for me. Do you, do you guys remember that? Um, oh God, it, this this connection always leaves me. The uh, was it the heart, the gallbladder, and the liver. I think it was those three. The connection between those three: the emperor, the something, and the something. Oh no! Uh, the, do you do you remember <laughs> this? This? Is, uh, this is um in a random book somewhere. We we briefly talked about it in clinic. I remember. Um, it was ah, oh, it, it it ruins me every time. Like one, one decides to carry. I think it was one initiates. The uh, the second one decides whether it's a good action or not, and the other one conducts the action. And it's it's based. It's on decision decision ba- uh, decision making. Oh God! If you can- I think it's the heart is the emperor. And the gallbladder is, I don't know what the title of it is, but it's responsible for like the decision makings. And so if you have a timid gallbladder, then you're like indecisive all the time. Or if your gallbladder is weak, then you have that inability to make decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if I hey. can find. I'm pretty sure that was, uh, that was pretty much it. I think from what I remember it was pretty that sounded pretty spot on I reckon I yeah reckon. I think it's also important to mention while we're still on the heart spirit that it's super important for like the psychological side and emotional side for like western med stuff that we see so stuff like insomnia anxiety um, like that sort of depression stuff it even though it might affect other organs, generally the heart is always sort of affected in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions are a, um, a big one when it comes to heart. I think it... Con- does it control emotions? Is that correct? Houses the emotions? Uh, I, I don't know the exact wording, but it's something got to do with emotions like that. Was it control? Um, I don't think it's controlling. No. I think it's more like it controls the mental activities, but it's very... Um, susceptible to emotions and like the imbalance of emotions if that makes sense the imbalance of our emotions affects the shen the spirit which in turn affects the heart because it's the house yeah and it's kind of cool that you talked about anxiety because i think that's actually also a really good one to touch on and have we done anxiety as a topic itself i think we might have nah hmm well, anxiety, when it comes to anxiety, a lot of the time, um, a lot of practitioners do go straight to the heart, whether it's like um, a heart fire kind of type of situation where it's kind of like the, the fire is uprising towards the brain and then starts like overfiring in that. Um, that's one aspect to go. But um, there's also the other side where the heart might not be, it could be a heart blood deficiency where the heart can't actually take anything that it's tr- it tries to bring on. So then it starts to, you know, uh, freak out in a way. Um, or I can't handle the, the basic processes and it just starts to kind of fall back. Um, and th- this is uh, something, I guess, something you can kind of take home with is that um, if you see an anxiety patient, do look at the heart. And then when you look at the heart, 
you look at the other things that support the heart, or you discussed earlier, the kidney and all that, liver too. Um, that's also something to kind of really suss out. Look at your five elements. Look at the yin yang. Look at your small intestine. Suss out the digestion because uh, more small intestines involved. We haven't really talked much about the small intestine, but um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Which is actually probably a good time to, to talk about the small intestine unless you guys have something to do to talk about with the heart. Can I just mention the blood aspect since you oh, talked yeah. about the heart blood before? So I, I don't know if we mentioned this before we started talking about Shen, um, but from Chinese medicine perspective, the heart is also responsible for controlling the blood circulation. Um, did you mention this before? Very, very slightly. Yeah, because I know we talked about the Western medicine side, um, but from I just want to break down the Chinese medicine side. Um, so basically the heart controls the blood circulation and it needs enough heart qi. So as we've talked about previously, the blood needs the qi to move and if there's deficiency of either of them, then they don't go where they're supposed to go. And the other side is also they need enough the, yeah, if there's not enough of them, if there's not enough of blood, then it can't reach to the extremities and to all the other organs. And so it's easy for a dysfunction in the heart or an imbalance in the heart to affect the other organs. Um, and then if there's a blockage as well, that will also cause emotional and non-emotional problems within the heart or like the heart is affected by that as well and it's kind of a strange concept but it's like the heart the blood has all the nutrients for everything to work properly so a lot of things we see a lot of the time I see like insomnia and that's like a heart blood deficiency so it's not bringing I guess the blood around the body I don't know where this train of thought was going, but the blood is really important. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I see that the blood's important. Yeah, I see you, Charlene. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I guess, from my own experience and in a lot of females as well, because of like menstrual bleeding every month, we are losing that blood. And if after your period, you are kind of getting more symptoms like insomnia restlessness um, pain as well then it might be related to a blood deficiency so definitely check up on yeah, yeah. Hmm. things are i think in yeah in general in terms of blood things are concurrent consistent with um your period and that definitely look at your blood like whether it's before or after or during your period um because that, that can that can give an indication of whether it's deficient, if stagnation, stasis, etc., um, or even the condition of your organs too. I reckon. Um, what I, I was going to say. Oh no, go ahead. No. I was going to say I remember where that train of thought was going. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was going to say that the heart blood is needs to be sufficient for sleep. Um, for the quality and quantity of sleep. So when the heart. Um, blood is sufficient then the shen is able to rest just tying back into the spirit that we we're talking about as well as like the blood aspect so sufficient blood is needed for sufficient shen shen housing 
housing, housing. maintenance, um, <laughs> doing things. <laughs> Sorry. No, My brain I, is I like, like words today. No, I liked your I liked your little like your little cheering I, stance. Yeah. You're like cheering yeah. yourself, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, Charlie, you can do it." You can do it like <laughs> go blood, push through, literally push through, push through the stagnation. Woo woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. too good. Oh, I think just I love to it. round off the topic for heart, I think we should talk about um, it. Opens. What was it? It's it's the tongue. It manifests for the tongue or something, or it manifests in the face. Controls the tongue. Yes, controls the um, tongue. Sorry. It governs the, the tongue, tongue or something. Yeah. And manifests. <laughs> uh, I, I skimmed over this during uni, so you must explain. I mean, they don't really talk about it that much in uni, so you're not really to blame either. But it, it's more of just talking about how, uh, like, the, it opens the tongue and it manifests in the face. So, you know, when you talk to people or when you like, convey emotions to people and stuff like that, the heart is plays a big role in that so when let's say that you know how we're talking about the little heart where it depends on context and it needs a lot of like like social cues and stuff like that to function prop if it's functioning properly there should be no problems there but so let's say that my small heart spirit is not functioning well and i'm at a funeral and i'm just like talking a whole bunch of like jibber jabber nonsense it's like the heart plays a big role the small heart spirit's like out of out of sync as well because it's like it's not picking up on that context has no idea what's going on and like your mouth is just moving without you like thinking you know <laughs> your I mean? tongue is just talking that smack yeah exactly <laughs> your tongue's just flopping around and yeah i think that goes it goes back to sorry 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 go ahead sorry I didn't no cut you off. no no <laughs> i was i was almost finished anyways um, mania. Uh, a lot of people talk about mania when it comes to... Sorry, the heart when they talk about mania. Um, or mania, mania. Yeah. Um, like that manic type of uh, uh, expression or emotion. And I think um, a lot of that is really communicated through your face. Like you don't really know that someone's going through a, a, a manic phase It's it, unless you hear what they're saying or what their facial expressions are like. So... Um, I guess in a way that kind of links to what you were saying as how it governs both the facial expressions and, and the tongue and what you're saying. Um, and yeah, actually that was exactly. pretty much where I was going to go with that. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly right. I think that's, that's like really important to note as well. When you're looking at the heart specifically and not just like the broad sense of the heart, like when you're talking about anxiety or stuff like that, or when you're looking about mania, it's like, Rather than just look at the broad sense of the heart, like look deeper into the heart as well. Deeper into the heart. That sounds so meaningful. <laughs> I feel like we could just add a bunch of like full-on emotional quotes and like heartfelt stuff, and then it would all flow perfectly with the topic. So, did you did you mean that heartfelt that heartfelt pun that you kind of slid in there without yeah. acknowledging? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes. Shall we Love talk it. about the small intestine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, now go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Eh? <laughs> it has like a tiny... Uh, okay, no, you know what? 
I'm only saying that because I didn't really understand the small intestine that much. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> what does a small intestine do? It's pretty similar to its Western medicine functions. Um, I think most of the full organs are kind of similar to their Western medicine functions. So the small intestine, as you mentioned earlier, is mostly to do with the secondary digestion. So the primary source of digestion is from the stomach, does all the breaking down of the food, and then the stuff that's not diverted to the spleen, not diverted, transported to the spleen, um, goes to the small intestine where they'll further separate the pure essence from the turbidity. And so the essence goes to the spleen, the waste goes to the large intestines, and the waste fluids go to the bladder. Yes, that's that's about it. But the thing to note that if you have any like pathological changes to the small intestines, so like this is kind of like a little bit Western medicine, but if there's any structural abnormalities or things don't go right with the small intestine, then the heart will be affected as well. Even though like function wise, they're not really connected, but if the small intestine's not working properly, then the heart will be affected because everything is connected. Small intestine kind of be like uh, the landlord's wife. <laughs> it's like, it, she doesn't have anything to do with like taking care of the house. You know, she's doing her own thing. Yeah. She's, uh, she's in like the, tra- like kind of like the, uh, the facilitation and transport industry, you know, she's doing mm-hmm. her own career uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. But yeah. if he's, if, if the heart, the heart husband starts getting a little bit stressed out, you know for a fact that she's also going to get stressed out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> or she's stressed out, then he's going to get stressed out. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. Such a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> the house analogy is the goat. <laughs> the I can so imagine that as well. Yeah, you could like fall like in. I think that's that's how we all three of us really learn is just like really um, image based <laughs> in that <laughs> and like analogies. I know I know analogy king over here um, <laughs> nah, tends dude, to put his own analogies. We're all kings and queens here. What are you talking about? Nah, uh, um, completely unrelated. But the the funny thing about it is about your analogies, and this is why. <laughs> this is why we used to we used to argue a lot during first year and second year, and. Um, yeah, and the reason why, and I've kind of put my, I kind of understand now, is because you used analogy for like everything, but that analogy would always have a flaw. So then I would jump on that, I would jump on that flaw, and then I, w- I would put another analogy on top of that of why that analogy is wrong, yes. and then you'd find a flaw in my analogy, and it'd just be a very vicious cycle where both of us would be just yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> there'd, there'd just be like. Analogy Inception, where we just keep going one layer deeper every time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 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 like you say you say a certain analogy, and I'm like, no, you can't say that. That's like saying that. <laughs> yeah, that that's thing like saying is like, this. This, this, this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like you can't say that analogy because it's like saying that this analogy is like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, loves it, yeah. loves it. <laughs> uh, just tying back to the small intestine, I think this is like a. A good analogy or like a good demonstration of, um, <laughs> you know, gut health in Western medicine, how gut health yeah. is becoming an yeah. up-and-coming thing. Ah, yes, yes. Gut health influences your thoughts, influences your mood, influences your emotions. I think this is like a great 
tie in as well with that sort of stuff. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Because because now they they they're talking a lot about how gut health. I mean, you see it, you see it a lot. Generally, people who have gone through um, some sort of trauma or some sort of uh, emotional disturbance, they'll, they'll instantly feel some sort of digestion. We talk about that all the time, but we talk about that more in the relation of uh, the liver and the liver and the spleen. Um, but when we start talking about the Western medicine side, start talking about the the flora and um, yeah, your gut health, bacteria within within your gut. That also is really talked about when we talk about um, uh, basically overall emotions and stress and that because um, there's the, there's, there becomes an imbalance of, um, of, I guess, bacteria within your small intestine when you're emotionally disturbed or when you're like stressed out or whatever. Um, and I, that's, that's exactly where it goes to, the heart and the small intestine connection doing its thing. Um, and like you said, it's starting to come up as a very... Uh, I guess something that's something that a lot of people are considering is their own gut health when it um, when they're trying to look at uh, emo- the emotional side and that yeah great point fantastic point I like that can I ask a question before we sign off because I think we're in the last like five minutes ish um, the emotion associated with the heart is joy or overjoy how do you interpret overjoy and how can someone be overjoyed <laughs> you can take this one if you want to i have my own experience on this oh okay okay so i'll let you okay 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 I'll, I'll i'll sum it up really quickly then um i think to the point of overjoy is when you're no longer in control of your emotions. So let's say that I'm happy, the context is very happy, everyone's laughing, someone made a joke. But let's say that um, the mood's died or something else, another topic has come up and that's not as happy or not as joyful and I'm still joyful. Like I can't control my emotions now to go back to simmering down. It's just like I'm off the top, like I just can't control that bubbling joy everywhere. And I think that's when you would consider it sort of overjoy. You're no longer in control. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know if this is going to answer your question, Charlene. I thought I'd just kind of throw this in. Where um, a lot of the time, I think uh, being joyful for something is always really good. Um, And that's, you know, just your general happy throughout your day. Um, But a lot of the time, sometimes I feel like, oh man, like I am in such a good mood. This is, today is like a great day, right? And I'm... I feel almost out characteristically optimistic to a degree. And then that's where, and it happens about 90% of the time when I notice it, and I don't know if I can really communicate it very well across the podcast, but um, I, I feel this like overwhelmingly optimistic view and then something small happens and it all kind of comes crashing down. Like it's, it's and I, in, a, in a way, if you kind of look at it, it could be that the joy that's contained within the heart, it's kind of, coming out all over the joint uh, and that's because the heart, there's no heart blood that can really or heart strength that can really control it so then it starts coming it starts coming out and it's externally manifested as the overly optimistic and oh i know today's like an amazing day it doesn't matter right and then as soon as that little thing kind of like attacks the heart that little emotion that attacks the heart that overjoy is just it just disappears because um 
the heart that once held it in place is already weakened and even further weakened when something takes a pole and hits the scaffolding. Um, that that's yeah, that's kind of how I experience it personally. Um, it happens a lot, and it's. I think the more healthy alternative is to more so keep the joy within the heart and keep yourself almost like seeping out a, a little of that joy as you go on, um, rather than exploding all the joy and then leaving your heart really empty. I I feel like the the analogy that you talked about is more on like the sensitivity or the fragility of the joy itself. So maybe it's like a heart, a yeah. weak heart chi or blood like you were saying before I, th- I think yeah I relate uh, I think that's how I relate joy with the heart um, on how it externally manifests and how it's pretty it's it's pretty related to the heart could you I don't know if this is related or not could you also say that over joy maybe that your joy emotion kind of takes over and doesn't let the I think this is more connected to what Tom was saying but then you're not experiencing the other emotions because Chinese medicine is all about the balance right so you need the balance of the joy the sadness the fear all of that stuff so could you say that it's just too much joy that the other emotions aren't coming through is yeah no no it, it could be that and looking at it as well it could be that too, because like you know, um, when I'm overjoyed and I'm not letting myself control the emotions or like so I control my uh, express my other emotions, it could be that the little external problem would actually hit my other emotions that I'm not expressing. So then it hurts even more. Um, and instead of the instead of like almost hitting the scaffolding that holds the overjoy, it's more like hitting another soft spot. Or just hitting a soft spot that I'm, I don't, I haven't really expressed, or I would, I'm not really in tune with at that moment because I'm overcome by this overjoy. Um, I don't know if I really explained that very yeah, well, that, but yeah, that's no, kind no, of that how I understood sense. yours. Yeah. yeah, that brings forth like yeah, a really interesting a theory that I was thinking about, where it's like because most of your, like, if you imagine your emotions as like a circle, and because so much of your emotions taken up by joy or overjoy, that once it pops. Or like once the bubble pops, that just leaves an empty, a, a larger empty void for you to feel like, oh no, everything's lost, or like th- that emotion, like hopelessness afterwards. Oh no! You know what I mean? Can you see that? I can't. Feel, I can't. I can't oh. feel. I can't feel that. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. <laughs> no, oh no. <laughs> no, I know it's like super depressing to like kind of end the podcast on, but I kind of feel that. <laughs> Maybe you. Yeah, that, that's a good way to title. That's a very interesting thought yes. that you brought up, B. Oh. But no. if you are if you are experiencing hopelessness in the way that Tom explained, your bubble has burst. Talk to someone, talk to a friend, family member, stay connected. I think it's really important considering everything that's going on here in Melbourne with our social distancing and all around the world. So just make a call skype or zoom call someone to stay in contact yeah yeah exercise that big muscle (laughs) yeah exercise that big muscle you know the biggest muscle of the body (laughs) 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 but like yeah in a a legit note like exercise that muscle that where you you connect with people 
and it, it's it's a little bit hard to connect with people nowadays. Like, um, luckily, we've been doing these uh, dis- the Discord uh, podcasts for a while, so I think we're we're able to kind of create that connection. But a lot of people aren't really used to that uh, um, video calling. You know, we're used to seeing our family members and all that, and that usually does strengthen our heart, and it's actually keeps it very full and your emotions kind of down pat. Um, but now we have to start getting used to talking to him over the, the phone, which is a little bit hard, but, you know, it's it's better than nothing sometimes. And you know what the best thing that... I don't know how I didn't discover this earlier, was Mario Karts online. So we just, we've been playing Mario Karts online from different houses, and I don't know how I haven't discovered this earlier, but it's been great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Um, the missus has stolen my um, Switch, Switch, so I haven't been able to play another. Oh, no. it's, it's pretty much hers at this point. For, for, for how long? I know she doesn't. I don't even think she. I don't even think she plays with it at this point. But it's because <laughs> I, I still work, so I feel like she needs some. So, and I have a PlayStation here, so I feel like she doesn't really need. Uh, sorry, I don't really need another gaming console thing. Or so, <laughs> so she can she can have it for now. It's all good. But Mario Kart the mine soon. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> so, yeah. before we continue off on another tangent, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to end the podcast here. As always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. Let us know what you want to hear about next after the introductory series. There's a few nice. more episodes to come. <laughs> and. And as always, no. I wanted to take this one. I could do it. Nah, I was so ready. <laughs> I was so ready. Okay, I was do it in like, Nick's voice, I though. Said the and, and then I was just like, oh no, who's going to say the rest now? <laughs> do, do it in Nick's oh, voice. What's, what's Nick's voice? And, uh, and as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast, and we're here for you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.